The scripture for the series is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, verses 25 through 37, the parable of the Good Samaritan. Hear these words of scripture taken from the common English Bible. A legal expert stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he said, what must I do to gain eternal life? Jesus replied, what is written in the law? How do you interpret it? He responded, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said to him, you have answered correctly, Do this, and you will live. But the legal expert wanted to prove that he was right, so he said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. He encountered thieves who stripped him naked, beat him up, and left him near death. Now it just so happened that a priest was also going down the same road, When he saw the injured man, he crossed over to the other side of the road and went on his way. Likewise, a Levite came by that spot, saw the injured man, and crossed over to the other side of the road and went on his way. A Samaritan who was on a journey came to where the man was, but when he saw him, he was moved with compassion. The Samaritan went to him and bandaged his wounds, tending them with oil and wine. Then he placed the wounded man on his own donkey, took him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day, he took two full days' worth of wages and gave them to the innkeeper. He said, take care of him, and when I return, I will pay you back for any additional costs." What do you think? Which one of these three was a neighbor to the man who encountered thieves? Then the legal expert said, the one who demonstrated mercy toward him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Michael. So today we continue our series called Get Off Your Donkey. And it's based off of this book, by the same title, by Reggie McNeil. And the whole book is based on Jesus' parable of the Good Samaritan that Michael just read for us. And in his book, McNeil shares this call to action— He says, if enough of us get off our donkeys, like the Samaritan does in Jesus' parable, determined to be a part of the solution, addressing the problems that we see around us, then we can stop the downhill slide of many people, maybe even our communities, our country, and our world. Because discipleship is like breathing, right? Inhaling the Spirit of God, taking in what we need, caring for ourselves spiritually, and then exhaling, going and doing, taking that light of Christ into the world, like Jenny was talking about, and showing the love of God to others, caring for those in need. Let's pray. 
May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord. You are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Sometimes it can feel like life is this endless quest to simply get through the day. Like we are led by our to-do lists and what other people want from us without really any purpose or mission. But we know that that's not the life that God wants us to live. God, our creator, doesn't want us to simply survive each day. God delights in seeing us fulfilled, living our life's mission enjoying an abundant life, because that's what God had in mind from our very beginning. And one way that we do this, live into our own mission, is to get off our donkeys and to help someone. Because when we do that, not only do we help that person, but we also help ourselves. We learn about our passions and our God-given gifts, When we help others, it helps us see our life's purpose, live that out, and then reveal our values to us. Values are really an important part of this whole life that God has called us to. And I appreciate the way that McNeil describes values. He says that values are beliefs in action. They shape our decisions determine how we spend our time and our money, and they play into how we, believe, how we behave in our relationships with others. They're not just what we say are the most important things to us, but our real values are the, what we live out in our day-to-day lives, whether we realize it or not. Our values are things like respect and integrity, healthy relationships, or maybe travel, or fun, or work, or maybe our value is acquisition, adventure, or or image. We value our image, or it's security, or financial gain, service, faith, family, loyalty, health, comfort. All of these are values, but this is just a few of the possibilities. And they're selected. These values are selected and shaped by years and years of choices throughout our lives. Again, whether we realize it or not. Maybe you don't know what your values are. Maybe you've never taken a moment to think about what they might be. And if this is the case, then I encourage you to ask the people around you. Because our values Whatever they might be, they come across loud and clear to the people around us. Because you might say something is important to you, but if you don't actually live it out, then it's just wishful thinking. What we do is what we believe. What we do is our values. And I had to, this, this, this part in the book really made me think, stop and think, oh, what am I actually showing as my values? What do people see as my values when they look at me? In the parable that Jesus told, I wonder what the priests 
and the Levite and the Samaritan said or thought their values were. The priests and the Levite, they were leaders in the first century Jewish religious system. The priests, they offered the sacrifices that were central to, the Ju- to Judaism. And they conducted all of these other rites in the temple. And then the Levites, they were the ones that kind of took care of everything else. The operational side of temple life. They prepared the utensils for all of the rituals. And they maintained the buildings and the grounds. So together they were this crew in charge of the church services, for lack of a better word, in Jesus' day. And due to Jewish customs, we know that if a priest or a Levite touched a dead person, then they would be unable to perform their jobs until they went through this whole thorough purification process. So this half-dead victim in Jesus' story, it presented a real problem for them, a dilemma If they tried to help this person and then the person died, then they would be religiously unclean and unable to do their job. So instead of stopping and helping, the Levite and the priest, they opted to walk on by. Their actions showed that their value was the ability to perform their religious duties rather than helping that person. But I wonder if that's what they really thought their values were, if they thought that's what they were living out. I can imagine what they thought they were living out was was following God's law. That's what they were doing. Because they did that in, in order to show love for God. But in the end, they came to value the laws themselves, rather than the God to whom the, the laws were pointing. How many times do we do this, valuing on the things that we can see and handle and control rather than the thing that that is truly pointing to? And then we see the Samaritan. And we know that Samaritans were considered these outsiders by the Jewish people. They weren't perceived as, as fully Jewish. So the assumption was that God could not work through them. But here... We see through the actions of the Samaritan that he values caring for those in need, living out the love of God. Someone outside the system living out the love of God, the way that God calls all of us to. So the question is, what do our actions show as our values? This week, our get off your donkey example is the Boatsman family. Let's take a look at the video. Hi, we are the Boatsmans. My name is Michelle. Paul. I'm Eliza, and this is Hannah. And I'm Matt, and this is my brother Joe. We are members at BUMC, and we have been members here since 2019. Um, We feel a connection to the Methodist Church, having been born and raised. Uh, in the Methodist Church and members of um, a church that closed down after 30 years here in Seven Hills. So we brought the family here to BUMC um, to fall in love and enjoy um, each and every service and time spent here. So we are here today to talk about um, getting off of our donkey. 
one of our values is getting off of our donkey. For those of you who don't know me, I'm the wiggle room coordinator, uh, which means I'm in charge of uh, watching your children when they're not in service and making sure they're staying safe and having fun. And that way you can enjoy the service as well as they do. Um, I've been working with kids for years and that's been one of my, you know, go-to values essentially in helping get off my donkey is, you know, uh, just trying to help out, you know, and, and teaching uh, children how to help out and, and interact with everyone and, and help, you know, really be part of a community and a church and really grow in that sort of way. Um, I've always enjoyed working with kids too. I help with BBS every year and help Miss Jenny in the Sprouts room as many times as I can around my busy schedule. Um, another way I've worked to like help this church out is I'm actually an Eagle Scout and Boy Scout, so I redid the craft room upstairs to make it better for everyone to use. And I help with Sunday school as well and Sprouts when Miss Jenny needs Sprouts. I coordinate the crafts uh, for Vacation Bible School and have been involved in the bike ministry and other ministries that have happened. And I'm a jack of all trades. Uh, whatever needs filled in, whatever needs done, I don't mind jumping in and helping, whether that's vacuuming the floor or coming down and work on bikes, helping with the service project, not helping with the babies, that's his job. <laughs> So, uh, I grew up in a family of 13 siblings, so we were all Eagle Scouts, the nine brothers, uh, so we learned to service and getting off our donkey at an early age. Uh, that just continued, and after we got married, we just kept it up. Seven Hills Church was uh, very elderly when we joined it. We were the, the, the young kids, and so we learned very quickly to jump up and help because the people that were much older than us were doing that. They weren't waiting for somebody. They were getting off their donkeys. So they set a great example for us. Our parents set a great example for us. And we're trying to do that with our children too. So where did these values come from? I hope that you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> but our, our values, I, I feel that we brought with us from our, our families. Um, and we've tried to share that with our kids as well as in services that we help with. Um, our parents taught us a lot of great values growing up and how to always be helpful to others around you, not just doing things for yourself, doing things for others also. No, and I think that's how we have tried to raise our family and try to instill to them, uh, no matter where they are or what they're working on, to jump in, to get off their donkey and to help others at all times. What can you do for somebody else? It's not just about you, it's about giving back. Again and again, I hear people around the church say things like, those boatsmen's. They walked through Fellowship Hall and they saw that we needed help and they just started setting up chairs. They were so helpful. And then we hired Matt, it was a year ago, a little over a year ago, so happy anniversary, Matt, um, to be our wiggle room coordinator. And the first Sunday, I remember this, he didn't have any kids in the wiggle room, and so he went outside, and it had snowed, and it was snowing during the service. He went outside, and he cleaned off people's cars, 
and then he went and shoveled the sidewalks. And then, Lisa, didn't he go out and, like, look at your tire or something and, like, help you out because he's a mechanic? Because why not? But that's why I asked the boatsmen's to share this week. Because you can tell that they get off their donkey. And it's just part of who they are. It's one of the values that they live out each and every day and every moment. They're busy doing all of the activities and the sports. Uh, you could see Paul change his, his, his shirt. Um, did you notice that? There was a costume change, right? Um, from the Akron Zips sweatshirt into the Independence Devils right, shirt. Um, and he had several other changes that he wasn't able to fit in. But he has, he has a lot of things going on, right? They're active in all of the kids' activities along with their own jobs. And yet, they help. Eliza alluded to it when she says, I help as many times as I can in my busy schedule. But I would say that they help within their schedule. It's not just about leading and participating in these planned service projects. That's not what Get Off Your Donkey is. It's not exclusively that. It's also simply seeing a need and helping. It's like Michelle said at the end, no matter where you are, or what you're working on, jump in. Get off your donkey and help others at all times. Your values shape your character. Your character shapes your choices. Your choices shape your life. And the call to imitate the good Samaritan, to go and do likewise, as Jesus says at the end of this parable, it challenges us to cultivate values that move us off our donkeys. And yet it is our decision. Ultimately, it is our donkeys on the line. So are we going to go and do likewise? Are we? I got some nods. All right, I'll take it. (laughs) Let's pray. Gracious God, it seems so simple. And yet, it is so hard to really step out in confidence that we can help, that we can be your hands and your feet, simply by extending our hand, opening the door, shoveling the sidewalk, cleaning off someone's, someone's windshield, by setting up some chairs, by seeing what is needed, and stepping in to help. Yet, God, we pray that you might help us to cultivate this value into our own lives, to to think about what our values are, how people see us, and pray that when people see us, they might see you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. As the choir comes forward to sing for us, I want to invite those online to share any prayers that you have with us at prayer at brexelumc.com or through the text and through the Facebook comments and let us prepare for a time for prayer with this song.
Thank you, choir. We have several prayers that have come in. Penny asked for prayers for God to guide the hands of the surgeons and their teams who will care for Bruce on Monday and then Tim on Tuesday of this week. Prayers for their spouses as well. And please pray for Nell and Tom Taylor as Tom continues to heal and gain strength from a fall that he took a few weeks ago. And Judy asked for prayers for Bruce as he has surgery tomorrow morning. And then prayers for the, I'm going to say this wrong, Kroshauer, is that right? Okay. Uh, family at the passing of Karen. She was an active member here and head of Christian education. And Lisa asked for prayers of thanksgiving for John's successful gallbladder surgery, prayers for his uh, continued recovery. And Taylor asked for prayers for her grandma, who needs love and strength and prayers um, as her grandpa Marion went to be with the Lord this past week. And Renuka asked for prayers while she travels to India and for her son as he stays back home. Barb asked for prayers for a friend's sister, Alice, that she can be, find a better care situation. And Tim asked for prayers for her aunt, Betty, who fell and broke her femur. That seems to be going around, these, these breaking of the femurs. That is not good. Don't do that. <laughs> I know, I know, like it's a choice. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shelly asked for prayers for Bud, who fell off a truck and smashed his face and head. And then this one, this is a kid, and I don't know who it is, but it's a kid. And it says, please pray for my great-grandma, who is 84. And it's, it's, who is Addie. Addie? She's so cute. Yes, I love it. Okay. Oh, I love this. I love that we get to get to gather together, and we get to pray for one another, and that God hears our prayers, and it's just good. So let us pray to our Lord. Good and gracious God. We come and we are grateful for you, that you hear our prayers. You know that we are perfectly imperfect in our own ways, and you love us. You love us unconditionally. Even when we confess out loud that in this story of the Good Samaritan, we are the priest and the Levite, that we've walked past, we've walked away. We've been too busy or frightened. We were too poor in spirit to bear the costs. We were too comfortable. But God, because of your mercy, we know that you are constantly waiting for us and giving us second chances again and again and again. So God, may we live into that. Give us a deep love for you so that we can go into the world and see it as you see it. Feel the compassion you feel and be a people whose lives mediate your love to others. Oh God, grant us the insight to see the need in someone else, the wisdom to know what to do and also the will to do it. Give us the courage to go and do likewise. We pray all of these things in Christ's name who taught us to pray with these words.
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Our action steps each week are ways that you can get off your donkey and help someone. And we have several this morning. First, we have an opportunity for you to get to know us as a staff. It's a short um, little kind of introduction, a talk with the team in the parlor directly behind us following the service. And Russ made a yummy charcuterie board for us. So, you know, come check it out. And you can talk to us and uh, see who we are as, as staff and then take a tour of the church building. And we'll be out of here within an hour so you can go on and do your things. And then uh, next week begins our basic beliefs class, which really everyone is invited to come to um, if you need a refresher or an intro or something in between on what it means to be United Methodists um, and what we believe, what our history and all of that stuff. Um, you can come to a class beginning next week, next Sunday at 9.30. And then um, after that, we will do membership, and it's just a way to connect and to become um, more part of the family that we are at BUMC. And then this coming week, we, you can come on Wednesday evening, and the Eve Circle is making cookies for USO. You can come drop them off. Um, if you don't have time to make it come and make cookies, you can drop off cookies down in the freezer, and these will um, go to the USO um, at the airport. And then um, we have donation drives for Bedford schools. We are collecting peanut butter and jelly and cereal for them to have um, in their food pantry. And then we're also collecting for Liberia. And there's quite a few items that we're collecting for Liberia. I went in the opposite order, so Melanie's all confused and it's my fault, I'm sorry. Um, but we're collecting items. You can find that list on BUMC links. I know that cell phones, old, used cell phones that are cleared out and then um, computers that are cleared again. Um, and those that um, Janet will be taking those to Liberia in March. And then we also have a Boy Scout pancake breakfast that is coming up um, after the 1030 service on February 12th. That's not actually too far away. It's like two weeks away. And then the next week, we are having our big workship where we are getting off our donkeys together and we are going to pack um, 35,000 meals for people in need around the world. Um, so there's a registration link for that workship, and you can go to BUMC links. Um, you can find it on everywhere, or you can call us, and we will help you to sign up for that, or you can show up and sign up that morning. So with all of those things, let us receive our benediction so that we can go out and do God's good work in the world. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen.
stand as you are able.